Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for August 25th, 2022. What I do on a daily basis is I teach you the word of God. I give you some scripture, and then we talk about it, and then I give you practical application. I like to turn the corner from information to application. Our learning must turn into living. I teach series, like so I don't just teach a topic one time, no. I take my time because I want you to really get it. And so this is God's grace and our faith. Everything God does for us, he does by grace. Grace is unearned, unmerited, undeserved. Everything that we do towards God in response to God's grace, we do it by faith. So it's God's grace and our faith. This is how we're supposed to live. This is part 70 of the series. I started teaching a series inside the series called It's Already Done. That's part eight. And today I'm going to talk about growing in grace. How do you grow in grace? I'm going to teach you that you grow in grace by growing in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. The more you grow in your knowledge and revelation and understanding of God, the more the grace of God and the peace of God will be multiplied to you. Get ready to receive the word. All right, so greater is coming for you. You got that through your eye gates, and now let me teach you about it. So in this series, we've been looking at John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17, foundational scriptures, and then I've been adding different scriptures to it. John 1 and 14 says, the word Jesus became flesh. He, Jesus, dwelt among us. We were able to behold his glory. It is the glory of the only begotten of the Father who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Put this in the chat. Jesus was full of grace and truth. And everything I'm teaching you about Jesus is so that you can get a revelation of this grace and truth that Jesus already provided. Now, in John 1 17, the Bible says that the law, the, the, the gospel according to St. John, so the apostle John is, give, is juxtaposing the law with the grace that Jesus died to usher us into. So the law was given by Moses on tablets of stone, but grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus came to usher us into grace and truth. And so there's a there's a bunch of scriptures that I want to take a look at in this series. And um and so this will be the first passage today. I've been I've been teaching you uh leading up to this just a bunch of points about, you know, it's already done, it's already done all of that. But now let me give you some passages that we're going to start walking through. The first one this morning is 2 Peter chapter 1 verses 1 through 4. As I read this for you, I really want you to open up your heart to receive what God is about to say to you. So 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, the Bible says, this is Peter writing. He says, I'm Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith. Now he's writing, he says, first of all, here's my name. My name is Simon Peter. My name is not Apostle Peter. I can't, I, pet peeve, I, don't, I can't stand when people say, hey, my name is, and they give me a title. No, that's not your name. <laughs> my name is Rick Pena. I'm called to do a lot of things. He says, my name is Peter. Now, I'm called, I'm a servant and, and an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I'm writing to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God, our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Then he says this, grace and peace be multiplied unto you. How does that happen, Peter? Peter through the knowledge of God. 
and of our Lord Jesus Christ, according as his divine power, watch this, because I keep telling you, put this in the chat, it's already done. According as his divine power, it's already done, has already given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Everything that pertains unto life, everything I'm going to need in this world externally, everything that pertains to godliness, everything I need on the inside to live a life that is godly before, I'm saying all things that pertain unto life and godliness, God has already given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. But how do I come into the knowledge of it? How do I come into the revelation of it? It says, through the knowledge of him that has called us unto glory and virtue, whereby we are, uh, it has been given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. Why did God give us exceeding great and precious promises? That by these promises, we might be partakers of God's divine nature, having escaped the corruption of the world through lust. Man, this is there's a whole lot in that. And if you know me, there's no way I'm going to cover all of that in one day. So what does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you in this morning. And in this passage, I'm just getting started. But we're growing in grace. We're growing in the knowledge of him. We're growing in our revelation of the understanding that God has already given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. And God gives us all things richly to enjoy. So the more I get an understanding of it, the more I can walk in it. You ready to grow in grace? All right. Three things. Number one, here we go. So number one, before I really get into this passage, I, I, I would feel led to just deal with something I, I, I dealt with in yesterday's message in the video portion, and then I'm going to deal with it right now. So yesterday, in yesterday's message, I was talking about a song by Maverick City called The One You Love. And um, I love this song. It's, it ministers to me greatly. I listen to it all the time. And when I got up this morning, that's what was in my heart, this song, The One You Love. And so it's one of the most liberating aspects of God's grace, because I'm teaching you about God's grace and our requirement to live by faith. So it's the grace of God and it's our faith, the faith of man. And so, and, and it's actually in that order, grace precedes faith. And so as I'm teaching this and I'm thinking about the grace of God towards us, um, one of the most liberating aspects of understanding the grace of God is being delivered from performance-based religion. So if you grew up like me, I grew up with a very, in a, in a very religious uh, household and also I was part of a very religious system. And so I grew up um, very traditional and very religious, but not really knowing Jesus. And so I, I, I was under this system of performance-based religion where I was attempting to perform so that God could bless me. And, and one of the, the most liberating aspects of God's grace is being delivered from performance-based religion. Matter of fact, if that's you, put that in the chat. Say, say this by faith if you need to, but say it as a fact if it's already done. Just say, I have been delivered from performance-based religion. When you get delivered from performance-based religion, you know that God loves you and God loves you because he loves you because God is good and God loves you right now. And there's nothing you, you did to get God to start loving you and nothing you could ever do will ever make him stop. And so God loves you despite your performance. So in the song, The One You Love, I want to read these lyrics to you and I'm going to lay the foundation of, for the grace of God. And then we're going to go through that passage in Peter. So this is what the song says. This is a song by Chandler Moore and Maverick City Music. L let me read these lyrics to you. I've done this before, but I believe this is going to be a blessing to you. The song says, I can be real with you, God. I can say anything and not be afraid. You made me and you like what you made. Man, when you get to the point where you can go look in the mirror 
and say, you know what? As Jesus is, so am I this world. God made me this way. God made me and he likes what he made. I am fearfully and wonderfully. Oh my God. When you get, when you, when you allow that to minister to you, he says, you made me and you like what you made. You made me and you don't make mistakes. I'm not a mistake. God loves me. God loves me. And he says, the song says, I can be real with you. I can be real with you because I know that I'm made in the image and likeness of God. I don't have to try to be anybody else. I can, I can be okay with myself. I can be comfortable in my own skin. And then the, the song, the chorus says, you take me just as I am. This is the part that I just, you know, it ministers to me. You choose me all over again. It's like God, God will choose me and he keeps choosing me over and over and over again. I am the one you love. I am the one you love. And then I love this. The song says, I don't have to prove anything. There's room at your table for me. I am the one you love. I am, I'm not trying to prove anything. This is why you got to be delivered from performance-based religion. I'm not trying to prove anything. I'm not trying to earn anything. I'm not trying to get God to like me. I'm not, God already loves me. God already chose me. God already picked me. God already favored me. God already destined me. And then the bridge says, your love never fails. Your love never, this, this is it. This series is about God's grace and our requirement to live by faith. And I always teach it in that order. It's the grace of God. The grace of God precedes the faith of man. Where there is no grace, there can be no faith. And so, so now, because I get a revelation that I am the one God loves, because I get a revelation that, no, I, I don't have to prove anything to God, I, because I get a revelation that I'm not trying to earn God's approval, I'm not trying to get God to like me, I'm not trying to get God to bless me. God already wants to bless me because I'm his son, I'm his child, I'm a child of the most. Come on now, when you get a revelation of that, listen, now, remember I taught you a whole series that faith works by love. Your faith will never be strong until you get convinced that God loves me with an everlasting love. Put this in the chat. I am the one God loves. I'm God's favorite. I'm the one God, God loves me with his unconditional and everlasting love and nothing I could ever do will ever cause God to stop loving me. And it's not about my performance. It's about God's earned, earned and amazing grace. God loves me with this unconditional, unmerited love. God loves me despite my performance, not because of it. God loves me. God loves me and God wants to use me. And I, I oftentimes don't feel worthy of it, but, but I embrace it. I accept it. I believe it. I receive it. And now I walk this thing out. I can live by faith because I get a revelation of God's grace. I am the one God loves. I'm God's favorite. I'm God's child. I'm God's son. Come on now. When you get this, when you get this down in your heart, then now you can go live by faith. But you can't live by faith if you think that you're trying to perform and you're trying to earn it and you got to do everything right and you got to dot every I and you got to cross every T and you got to say everything right and you got to make sure you don't mess up. And you Come on now, you never your confidence will never be strong because your, your performance is just not that good. Let me just say this before I move on to the next point. If, because I was raised this way in performance-based religion, if your level of expectation from God is based on your perceived level of performance towards God, then your, your expectation will never be strong. Because, but listen, if, 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 let me say that again. If your expectation from God is based on your perceived level of performance towards God, then you will never be able to dream God-sized dreams or believe on the level that God wants you to believe because you're just not that good. You need to get over yourself. You, matter of fact, even when I do make mistakes, let me tell you something. I, I'm, I'm somewhat of a perfectionist and I'm really hard on myself when I make a mistake. I don't like to make mistakes. But when I do make a mistake, one of the things I do appreciate is it reminds me of the fact that I'm human. 
It reminds me of the fact that I'm flawed. And sometimes in the middle of a mistake, I'll be like, man, man, God, you're so good because you know I'm not perfect and you still keep using me anyway. So despite my performance, God loves me. That's why you got to be delivered from performance-based religion. All right? Now let's get to this passage in Peter. Glory to God. Number two, we're called and commanded to walk and live by faith. Now, I love to teach on the grace of God. The grace of God is awesome. It's amazing. It's free. It's unmerited. It's all of that. But God didn't call us to live by grace. God called us to live by faith. And so Peter, so if, so my faith must be based on rooted in the grace of God towards me. And so, so now here I am. I am basing my faith on God's grace. Peter started his second letter by acknowledging the fact that we, he's writing to believers of like precious faith, right? So let's talk about that for a minute. Say, as a believer, you're a believer, you're watching this. I surround myself with believers of like precious faith. In Romans 12 and 3, I've taught you many times that God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So now when I'm surrounded with the body of believers, I'm surrounded with people of like precious faith. And, and the text talks about God's great and precious promises. So these great and precious promises that are found in the word of God or revealed to me by the Holy Spirit, they are they come to me by grace. Grace is unearned, unmerited, undeserved. So God's promises for you and I, they're already done within the halls or, or the annals of eternity, but they haven't manifested yet in time. And so God's promises will manifest in time, even though they're already done in eternity, how are they going to manifest? Well, we provide the faith that taps into the grace of God. So you can't just sit back. I've told you this many times. You can't just sit back and say, well, is the grace of God. Is God going to do it? God's going to do what God's going to do. So I don't have to do nothing. I just need to wait. I'm going to just sit back and do nothing. And then whatever, you know, God is God. So no, that's, that's not how we're called and commanded to live. We're called and commanded to walk and live by faith. So as, you, as you're walking with God and you keep getting a revelation of what he's already destined for you to do from the foundations of the world, then God requires you to walk and live by faith to take possession of that. Faith is something you say. So sometimes God will lead you to say something out loud. Faith is something you do. So yeah, faith is an action word and you have to perform actions. Faith is a seed that you sow. So you may be led to say something, do something, or sow something based on the revelation of what God just showed you or revealed to you that is already yours, that's already done. So from a grace perspective, it's already done. From a faith perspective, I'm laying hold of what's already done. So I need to go out there and go do it. You may need to start that business, file for a patent, uh, submit a resume, apply for the, whatever you have to do, God will lead you to do it. And then you got to go do it. God will say, as far as I'm concerned, son, it's already done, but then you got to go lay hold of what I have already provided. So walking with God, that way, I've been doing it for a long time. I feel comfortable, but it's not easy for everybody because people like, you know, a lot of times people just want all the answers up front and, and they want to walk by sight and not walk by faith. And, and they would rather God just tell them everything and, and not, you know, have a level of mystery. There's a level of mystery to walking with God. God is not going to tell you everything because if he did, you wouldn't need faith. So walking with God is not always easy. That's why you got to surround yourself with people of like precious Faith. That's why I like the Grace Life community. You guys get on here. One person puts in the chat, I need prayer. And everybody starts praying for him. Why? You got to surround yourself with people of like precious faith. You got to surround yourself with people that are going to build you up and not tear you down. You don't want to surround yourself with dream killers. You want to surround yourself with people that are going to speak the language of faith and set their faith in agreement with you. But 
this is why you got to be very careful uh, why you can't just share God's dreams that God gives you with everybody, right? Uh, you got to be very selective who you open your heart to. You got to make sure that these are people of like precious faith. And then you got to be extremely selective concerning whom you allow to speak into your life. Now, in my book, Level Up Your Life, I talk about giving people a license to speak into your life. So not, not everybody's words matter. My mother taught one, uh, one of the major lessons from my mom is that she would say, me, say to me, la cosa se cogen de quien, de quien lo dice. What that means is you take things based on who said it, right? So not everybody's words matter. There's some people that could say stuff about me and I could care less, right? Literally could care less. Their words don't mean anything to me. The power of death and life is in the tongue, but their words don't matter in my life because I haven't given them the license to speak. Now, for the people that I have given the license to speak into my life, their words carry more weight. And so for those people, if they, if, if, if my spiritual father, as an example, Tony Brazelton, if he called me and said, Hey son, I'm disappointed in you. Oh my God, I would be crushed. I probably would be crushed for, for days. Like, I mean, like, you know why? Because his words matter to me. Right. And so I've given his words weight. And so you got to be very selective who you allow to speak into your life. You got to surround yourself with people of like precious faith, and you don't give people license to speak into your life that don't that, that God hasn't assigned to you. Now, there are some people that God has assigned to you that need to speak into your life, and you should be connected to those. All of these people, all these relationships, I talk about it in my book, uh, uh, in one of the, you know, leveling up, but leveling up in the area of relationships. So you want to learn about that and get these people, surround yourself with people that are going to build you up, surround yourself with people that you can talk to and share your dreams with that are going to set their faith in agreement with you. And then be careful, only surround yourself with, you know, only share those things with the right people. You can't give precious things. You shouldn't share. You can only share precious things with precious people. Let me say it that way. All right. All right. Number three. And then uh, now I'm going to deal with this passage and then we'll, we'll deal with it again tomorrow some more. Grace and peace are multiplied through the knowledge of God. So in the passage, uh, uh, the apostle Peter is talking about grace and peace and growing in grace. And he keeps talking about the knowledge of God. So let's talk about it. To grow in grace, you must grow in your knowledge of God. You must grow in your understanding of God's ways. There, there's a way that God does things and you got to grow in your understanding of God's ways. This is why the Bible is so important. The Bible contains the character, the attributes, and the nature of God. So the better you know the word of God, the better you will get to know the God of the word, right? That's the goal. So in this series, I've been driving home the point that God's work in your life, you know, his part is already done. So when, when Peter tells us that grace and peace can be multiplied, to us through the knowledge of God, he didn't mean, let me slow down here. I need to explain this point. Grace and peace are multiplied through the knowledge of God. He didn't mean that, um, that you're going to get more grace per se. Let me explain. So, or more peace. God's work is already done. I'm explaining that to you, right? God has already provided grace and peace for you. So it's not like God is waiting on you to learn more about him so he can dole you out more grace and dole you out more peace. No, in actuality, God has already allocated grace and peace for you. He's already doled it out for you. But it's just that the more you walk with God and the more you learn about him, 
the more you realize, the more you come into the knowledge of what he has already provided. So at that point, now you're laying hold, my faith lays hold of God's grace, and now I can receive what God has already provided. It wasn't like God just did something. He already had done it. I just, I didn't have a knowledge of it. I didn't have the understanding of it. I didn't have the revelation of it. But as I'm walking with God and God is walking with me and I'm growing to grow in grace, it requires me to grow in the revelation of God, in the knowledge of God. So the more I'm growing in God, the more I get to know God, the more God reveals to me what he's already provided. So now he's teaching me, oh, now I'm learning more aspects of my purpose. I'm learning more aspects of what God had, had destined me. Oh, now, watch this, now it makes sense why as a teenager, I, I was always good at this. Now it makes sense why when I was nine years old, people said I was always good at this. It makes, I, I was I was pre, I was born predisposed to my purpose. And so now it makes sense. Like in my case, why I was always, I was the only Dominican kid that was able to get along with the blacks and Puerto Ricans. And of course us Dominicans, but also with the Jamaicans. And I was, I was one of the only kids that can go in and out of, I could walk through certain neighborhoods that my other Dominican friends could not walk through. Why? Because that I just, there was something on me that I was able to connect to everybody. Why? Because I was called to everybody. Come on now. I was called to bring everybody together. So now I'm growing in the knowledge of God. And as I'm growing in the knowledge of God, I'm grace and peace is being multiplied unto me. I'm growing in grace because I'm growing in the understanding of who, who I am and what God has called me to to do and to be. So this is why I teach the word of God every day. This is why five days a week I'm teaching you because the more you understand the word of God and God's kingdom ways and his aspects and his character and his nature, the more you grow in your understanding of God, the more you will know you. The more, the more you get to know God, the more you get to know yourself. It was Simon Peter, the fisherman. When, when Jesus said, uh, uh, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 16, Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi and he asked his disciples saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man am? And they answered him, well, some say, because there's always going to be some, some says, some say that thou art Jeremiah, Elijah, John the Baptist, one of the prophets. And he says, well, you guys have been walking with me for three years. Who do you say that I am? And Simon, the fisherman, the, the Simon, the son of Jonah, the fisherman, he said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And, and, and Jesus said, well, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you, Simon. You just got to a download. You just got a revelation of who I am. And because you got to know who I am, now I'm going to tell you who you are. Come on now. You are Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The more you get to know God, when you discover God, the more, the more revelation you get about God, the more you get about yourself. You discover who you are when you discover God. The more I'm growing in the knowledge of God, the more I'm understanding who God called me to be. And so, so yeah, you got to get into the word on a daily basis. So yeah, you should watch today's word. Yeah, you should meditate and medicate on it day and night because the more I'm growing in God, the more I'm growing in my understanding of who I am. So the more I know God, the more I know me. And so that's why I can walk over to the mirror and say, as Jesus is, so am I. In this world, oh man, this is going to be good. I got to stop. That's it. That's enough for today. I'm going to stop here. I'm telling you, God has already given you all things that pertain unto life and godliness. It's already done. And it's waiting on you to get to know God. It's waiting on you to grow in the knowledge of him. You ready? Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. My God, that was good. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me 
about your unearned grace and my requirement to live by faith. The more I walk with you, the more I learn of you, and the more I learn of you, the more grace and peace are multiplied unto me. You are revealing to me what you have already provided. My spiritual eyes are now open to things I couldn't see before. And I am discovering myself and what is already done. So now you're waiting on me to take possession of the things that I thought I was waiting on you for. And I declare that I will. My faith requires your grace, what you have already provided. Living this way, I declare that my progress will have no limits and greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. Genia, you said you didn't want me to stop. I didn't want to stop either, but I had to stop because you know I got to give it to you in bite-sized chunks. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Do me a favor. If this message was, first of all, if you don't get my notes, you should want those notes. You get them for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. All right. Then two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Greater is coming for you. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabel and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabel and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit, I'm addressing things as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.